Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news and interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. And I'm Jeffrey from D23. And together we're taking you Inside Disney. Hello there. Hello. Look who's back. It's Tony. It's me. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you doing? We missed you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Well, it's Yay. great to have you back, Tony. Sherry was weeping silently. It's true. Oh, no. I couldn't make it through any of my news stories because through through the tears, through the agony, through the pain. <laughs> Well, I'm here now to save Yay! the day. You know, I figured we've, we've had a couple Just Us Boys podcasts. So I wanted to let the two of you have, have an episode. So yeah, I appreciate um, that. That was very thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> and I actually had the great opportunity this past weekend. It was Mice Chat's 20th anniversary, the lovely Disney fan site. And they invited D23 down to participate in the festivities. So the incredible Justin Arthur and Alex Williams put together a presentation on the Jungle Cruise because the event they were doing was Jungle Cruise theme, looked at the history of Jungle Cruise. Everyone got a Jungle Cruise skipper hat. It was so much fun. And I learned a lot about Jungle Cruise. I've seen a lot of Jungle Cruise presentations and I still learned some cool new stuff. So great to see all of the humans down there. Thanks to Todd for having us. So that was a lot of fun. And also I got to meet fun. Peyton, who's our uh, new intern on the D23 team. He came down and helped out, which was terrific. Woohoo! Hey, Peyton. Awesome. Exactly. We got a lot of news to get to. And of course, coming up, we have Imagineer Michael Hungeon, who is going to be getting, we're getting all the scoop yes. on story living by Disney. I'm already picking out my patterns. So we're going <laughs> to, we are- seriously. There's a lot. We, we unpacked a lot. We did not yet unpack the boxes that I have since packed up in my house <laughs> for my move. First up, big news. Disney Plus announced the premiere date for Obi-Wan Kenobi, the new Star Wars series set 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Coming back, Ewan McGregor. Coming back, Hayden Christensen. And it is coming to us on May 25th, which is 45 years to the day from when the original Star Wars was released in theaters in 1977, which is, uh, I, I love that. I love that. I think, you know, we, we thought maybe a May the 4th tie in there, but I think that this is an even better, you know, that we first met Ben Kenobi on that date. I, I love it. I love it. So can't wait. May 25th, Disney Plus. I love it. Well, <clears throat> chip, 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 and down. Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> there it is. That's right, friends. They're back. Disney Plus just released the first trailer for Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's so good. It's a comeback 30 years in the making. John Mulaney voices Chip and Andy Samberg voices Dale. And what really had me scream, you, you guys, is the song Best Friend from Saweetie and Doja Cat in the trailer. Yes. Yep. That's the only thing I'm spoiling for you, but so fun. <laughs> I personally loved the cameo of Scat Cat and Paula Abdul because yes. they took two steps forward <laughs> and two steps back. I was very in, very in. It's so fun. Uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers premieres May 20th, you guys, exclusively on Disney Plus. And the trailer can be seen now at the Walt Disney Studios YouTube page. Nice. Woo. Well, as if your dulcet tones were not enough, 
<laughs> you know we love music. Well, the magical music of Encanto remains number one on the Billboard 200 chart for the fifth non-consecutive week, which is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. So congratulations to our friends again at Walt Disney Animation Studios. Congratulations mm -hmm. to our friends at Disney Music. And an even bigger news, or perhaps I should say bigger screen news, Encanto is headed back to movie theaters this Friday so fans can see the Oscar-nominated film with an audience in the glory of a theater. So uh, ah. excited for that. Woohoo! Woo well, pull up a chair as D23 Inside Disney proudly presents food news. <laughs> More details <laughs> have been released for nice. the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, which is returning to the Disneyland Resort March 4th through April 26th. Woohoo! Woo. So we've got a dozen festival marketplaces serving small bites and beverages, Alice's Wonderland Bakery Unbirthday Party, which is based on the Disney Junior Show, is an experience for junior chefs to express their creativity through hands-on cupcake decorating. That's happening at the Hollywood Backlot stage. Also at the Hollywood Backlot, Jam and Chefs, they're serving up mm. some tasty new rhythms using pots and pans. And we've got weekend culinary demonstrations, Signature events, which are an additional fee, like the Carthay Circle Winemaker Receptions or Special Wine, Beer, and Mixology Seminars at Sonoma Terrace. Very cool. Yes, there will be merch. And yes, Soarin' Over California is returning for a limited time during the Food and Wine Festival starting March 4th. Yay. There's so much more. So check out Disneyland.com slash food and wine for all the deets. Uh, amazing. Amazing. From filling up our bellies to filling up our hearts. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a transition. <laughs> New venues, offerings, fashions, and more ways to celebrate are coming to Disney's fairy tale weddings and honeymoons Ooh. all over the place. So let's start with Walt Disney World. They have a new wedding venue called Place de Remy, which is located, of course, in the France Pavilion at Epcot. Four new decor concepts are also now available, and they're all modeled after the iridescent glow of the parks. Then, skipping over to Disneyland Paris, in honor of the 30th anniversary, they are debuting a new coach. And you guys, okay, it's called the Disney Fairy Tale Carriage. You have to see the pictures. It's like straight up from a dream. It's handcrafted. There are 13,000 Swarovski crystals and more than 2,000 wow. golden leaves. It's like the most majestic thing I've ever laid my eyes on. <laughs> wow, and you've laid your eyes on some fairly majestic things. Thank you, yes, all kinds of churros. Mm. Jeffrey, listen up. Ooh, would you like a churro with 13,000 Swarovski crystals? I'm just saying. Or would I like a coach with 13,000 churros? Or <laughs> <gasps> both. I love both. That. That's a tough one. Jeffrey, you're gonna like this Disney Cruise Line. You can now get married on the Disney Wish at the Grand Hall to have your Cinderella fairy tale dream wedding come true. Yeah, I love that. And I haven't even gotten to the gowns yet, you guys. There's a new 2022 <laughs> Disney Fairy Tale Weddings collection and Weddings Platinum collections. Jasmine and Snow White inspired gowns are brand new to this collection. They pay homage to the animated classics, which both celebrate big anniversaries this year the mm. jasmine gown has lots of beads and crystals Fourteen thousand. the snow white gown glitters with more than 2000 beads i mean it's a truly truly a magnificent collection and to top it all off 
the world's most magical wedding dress contest. So in honor of the 50th anniversary, there's a one-of-a-kind gown that one lucky bride will have a chance to win for their special day. Good morning, America. Woohoo! Shout out to Tony. That's me. And yes. Disney's fairy tale weddings and honeymoons invite anyone who is or knows someone who's engaged and dreaming of their perfect dress to submit an essay, 200 words, about why they deserve a spectacular dress. Visit goodmorningamerica.com for all the deets or to apply. I mean, this dress, also, you can see photos online, is absolutely stunning. For more Disney fairy tale wedding goodness, go back, revisit episodes now streaming on Disney Plus. Woo! Come and Woo. get your wedding gown, y'all. Good morning, America. Um, Shout out to the fabulous Corey McFan for a very successful launch for all of that. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Well, off to a fairy tale venue of a different kind, shall we? <laughs> American Idol is returning to Aulani in Hawaii for its fifth season on ABC, you guys, and 20th season overall. American Idol all-star judges Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, and Lionel Richie, along with Ryan Seacrest, of course, are all returning. It's a milestone season for Idol, and it begins Sunday, February 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC Network with two episodes being filmed at Alani Resort. I'm Hmm. grabbing my pineapples already. Ready to go. <laughs> I, I just feel like that sounds wrong in so many ways. But I guess, you know, I didn't mention one other thing I did this weekend. My pals, Danny and Ellington, who you've heard me chat about before, they did a little party for the big game. So mm-hmm. I actually headed over there with a few friends, with well, with AJ, as well as uh, the fantastic Bruce Steele, the new editor-in-chief of Disney 23. And what did we do when we were there? Did I watch football? No, I watched the commercials because (laughs) that's what I do. And Disney unveiled some pretty amazing spots during the big game. The Disney Plus goat goat commercial. Oh my gosh, the goats. I mean, with our pal, with with pal of the pod, Aquafina. Great to see her. And I, yeah, those costumes. Tony, did you have a favorite goat? I was going to say President Loki. I think it was Shadow. Oh, Loki was uh, an easy win for me. There you go. Sherry, did you have a favorite goat? (laughs) I mean, this checks out. Woody was my favorite goat. I feel like Woody makes total sense as a goat. I'm like, everything makes sense now. (laughs) Poor Woody, though, being like munched on by Bart. Not fair. (laughs) (laughs) I have to respect the goat portraits on the Disney Plus Instagram, though. That was epic. Uh, Very funny. (laughs) Also, the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Again, I... It like took my breath away. Definitely watched five times. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. I had to keep hitting pause. Like, wait, what? What's happening there? (laughs) And last but certainly not least, coming up on March 30th is Moon Knight. And we saw another spot for that. I mean, that dark and whoa, intense. It, It looks like it is definitely going to be a whole new part of the universe for us so i cannot wait to see that show so the walt disney company.com uh, pulled together a story with all of those spots if you want to watch them in one convenient place so look how easy we made it for you nice well as revealed on gma this week always fun to do by the way drum roll please yes <laughs> i can't make the noise <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes 
are set to host the 94th Oscars. Yeah, this is like my favorite season. I know you have your holiday season, Sherry, but mm. award season. Oh, that's your season. Sick, literally. Yeah. So this will be the first time hosting the award show for each of these three, which is so special. They mm. all have recent connections with Disney as well. Let me go through them real quick. Regina was recently in Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Amy is the creator and star of the upcoming series Life and Beth on Hulu as well. And Wanda Sykes will appear in the upcoming series History of the World Part 2. So celebrate. And don't forget the 94th Academy Awards airs live, of course, on ABC Network on Oscar Sunday, March 27th at 8 o'clock Eastern. Nice. Well, and speaking of the Oscars, Summer of Soul nominated for Best Documentary. You will be able to watch that on ABC ahead of the Oscars. It's getting its network television premiere this Sunday, February 20th. So check it out if you've not had a chance to see it already. It is also on Hulu and Disney Plus as well. So you don't want to miss this. It is just a, a really fantastic film about the Harlem Cultural Festival. Yes. So, 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 so good. Well, to quote Professor Farnsworth, good news, everyone. Futurama is coming to Hulu. Jeffrey and Tony, I don't know if you guys have seen Futurama, but I can always put it on. It always makes me smile, always makes me laugh. The humor is like so smart and funny. It's like joke after joke after joke after joke. It's the best. So Hulu has ordered 20 new episodes of the adult animated sci-fi comedy series, which is the second time the show has been brought back since it originally launched in 1999. A bunch of original cast members are coming back like Billy West, And production is beginning this month with an eye toward a 2023 premiere. So stay tuned. Oh, I got to go. I got to go watch Futurama right now. Okay, bye, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, you can't go because you had one more bit of cool Hulu news. I do. Yes. Speaking of shows returning to Hulu, they've renewed How I Met Your Father for a supersized season two, which will have 20 episodes. And you can catch all of season one right now on Hulu. Very, very cool. But before mm-hmm. you catch those episodes, you know what you should watch. Um, uh, all of Futurama right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> those are all fair. How about five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details and listings, visit D23.com. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, what's up first, you ask? Up first is The Wonderful Winter of Mickey Mouse, the latest season of the adorable Mickey Mouse cartoons. Premieres Friday, February 18th on Disney+. Plus. So you're going to want to watch that because it's wonderful. (laughs) And next, new to the Hulu library, you can watch The King's Man, debuting on Friday, February 18th. It's for a mature audience, of course, but it is the prequel to the two previous Kingsman films from 20th Century Studios. I'll be bookmarking this one this weekend to watch. Um, And then coming up on Saturday, we've got new episodes of The Ghost and Molly McGee. Fun fact, Tom Lennon is providing a voice in this episode, and I went to college with him. So there you go. Jeffrey, of course you did. I know, there you go. So enjoy, watch it on Saturday. Similarly, me and this guy go way back. Ralph uh, breaks the internet. That will be airing on Sunday, February 20th at 1240 p.m. Eastern on Freeform. Love this sequel to to Wreck-It Ralph. It's so funny and I need to give it a rewatch. So I'll be there Sunday. 
Amazing. And on Sunday, I know I just mentioned it, but one more mention for Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, come into ABC Sunday at 8 p.m. So tune in for that. Woo-woo. Okay, well, let's get to our guests who we have a lot of questions for. This week, Disney Parks, Experiences, and Products announced Story Living by Disney, new home communities offering legendary service and distinctly designed spaces, the first of which will be in Rancho Mirage, California, near Palm Springs. Naturally, we have a lot of questions, mainly because Jeffrey has already started to pack up his condo. (laughs) So today we have a friend of Jeffrey's and of mine to tell us everything we need to know. Please welcome to the show, Walt Disney Imagineering executive producer, Michael Hungin. Hi, Sherry. Hi. So happy to have you here. Always nice to have a friend on the pod. (laughs) Glad to be here. Thanks, guys. (laughs) First up, give us the basics of what Katina will be. We should also start by saying everything that has been announced is proposed, so things could still change, right? Absolutely. But I'll say this is so exciting for us at Imagineering, partnering with everybody on the Disney Signature Experiences side. Because this is a new product for Disney in many ways. You know, we have not gotten into this type of category before. And so for us, we're getting the chance to define this as we develop it, which is so exciting. And we're doing it with world-class developers that we're working with on this project. But you know, at its core, this is a community. This is people coming together to live in a new community that we're working to build and create. And that community will have amenities, a resident clubhouse that our members can join for a fee that has sports courts, it will have dining, it will have pool facilities. It'll have its own private beach on the shores of the lagoon. We also have a town center that will have public beach that residents and the public can come to for a fee. We have opportunity to have a hotel on this site. And then the lagoon itself, which is 25 acres of Crystal Lagoon technology sitting right in the heart of Rancho Mirage, which is, you know, you've seen the renders. It's a beautiful oasis right in the middle of our property. But at the heart, it's about the people. It's about the people that we bring together. It's about what we want people and residents to feel when they're there. And so that's what WDI has been really focused on is defining what is that story of the site itself and how do we view that into the residents who come be a part of this, this new story living by Disney community. So what does the name Catino mean? Interestingly, we drew on Catino in that, you know, Walt Disney used to go to Palm Springs into the Rancho Mirage sort of area. And he brought his Imagineers, he brought his animators, and they would go out there and they would dream and they would think about all the things that they were going to come back to Burbank to go work on. And so we took a little bit of inspiration from Walt himself, and he used to visit Smoke Tree Ranch when he was there. We've been able to validate that Cotino is actually a shortened version of the word Cotinas, which is the genus species for smoke tree that ties together, you know, Walt's story in the desert with the story of this brand new community that we're developing. Love that. I love that. I've actually, I've been lucky enough to visit Smoke Tree and have seen both of Walt's homes there. Did you go and did you explore Smoke Tree Ranch at all? We got to work with some of your friends, Jeffrey, in the archives to learn a little bit more about Walt's time there. But what we loved about it most is that, you know, Walt treated that like a creative oasis. It was really a place where he said he would bring, you know, his creatives to dream and think of what was next. And the beauty of the linkage then back to our resident stories that we're asking them to aspire to make this place their creative oasis, to come dream and to come think about all of the exciting adventures they can take on in this next chapter. And so for us, it feels like it's an intrinsic link to something that feels so close to our founder and our company. And and to have this be our first site really feels like it was meant to be. I think when people hear Disney and community, they might think of Celebration or Golden Oak. So how is this similar or different from these places? 
I think we're lucky in that Disney's played in this space before, as you mentioned. I'll talk a little bit about Golden Oak, maybe. This is a bit of a different scale. Obviously, this first community has many more homes. And I think that one of the things that we're really trying to think about with these new communities is the tie to the region itself. So for both communities you mentioned, they're obviously tied very closely to the Walt Disney World because they're on our property. This opportunity with story living is really about tying it to the different regions that we're in. We're not bringing Fantasyland to Rancho Mirage. We're bringing more of what makes the Valley great, Coachella Valley great, into the community itself. We're drawing on that regional inspiration. And we're not just drawing on one particular time of that. I mean, for those who know the Coachella Valley well, there's four different pretty distinct phases, all the way back to the Native Americans who first settled there. Then you had a very strong agrarian story. We were just commenting about the date fields that, that are still there today. And you can go get your date shape when you're out in Palm Springs. <laughs> you know, back in the 50s and 60s when Walt was going there, it was definitely mid-century heyday. You know, Hollywood elite would come out to Palm Springs and kind of get a respite from a work week in town. And today, Palm Springs and the Rancho Mirage, Coachella Valley, all continue to be really culturally relevant, whether it's music festivals or art festivals or film festivals. Just when you walk down the main streets of that area, you could see some of the modern art that's popped up. And so we didn't want to pick one part of that timeline. We wanted to celebrate all of it. And also adapt to the future of what this region will be. And so for us, it's about really embracing what makes this part of the country or this specific region great and extracting even more out of that story to make Disney and this community make sense in this part of the region. So cool. Okay, so there are a lot of names in the release, including DMB development, which is building the property. Can you talk about how Disney fits into that relationship? Yeah, I'll, I'll simplify it. We're working with great partners. These are folks who've built communities before. These are folks who have come to the table to provide us an opportunity to build upon some of the most beautiful land, untouched land, really, in Southern California. We're at the table bringing our best, which is that Disney difference. And that'll show up in the cast members who are there to operate this development. That'll show up in the placemaking. That'll show up in the programming and the activation. You know, what's so great about this is that it's not in, in some ways, like our theme parks, this is not just a build it and then walk away. This is a living, breathing thing that will be programmed and will have dynamic events and big things, small things for its residents. And so that's what Disney gets to bring to the table here that rounds out that list of great collaborators that we're working with. And, and we feel so lucky to be at the table. And we think that we can build a product that feels different from what's out there in the market today. So Michael, you touched on this a little bit. Will all the people working at Catino be cast members? So the great thing about this development is that we get to bring our Disney cast to the table. And as you all know from visiting the theme parks, you know, the cast members are, are really what make the magic. And by having the opportunity to operate things like our clubhouse or our beach, we'll be able to bring Disney cast into the lives of the residents that are coming. There's also aspects, Jeffrey, of the site, like our town center, where just like when you go to Disney Springs, you'll see some third-party retailers and amenities as well. And so as we think about food and beverage or merchandise, for retail or entertainment, there'll be a mix of both our cast members, but then also partners that we brought in to operate their businesses. So, so it'll be a mix, a mix across the larger development. Do we know yet if the proposed hotel will be a Disney-operated hotel or perhaps another operator? More details to come on that. That's planned for a later phase of the development. We're excited to get the first homes up for sale and our clubhouse open, but more details to come. Amazing. And how much Disney exactly will be in, infused into Catino? Will it be a highly themed club? Will there be characters, retail? Tell us all the things. 
I love this question because I think, you know, we've wrestled with this as Imagineers as we've thought about how to create that Disney difference. I think it was the very first question that we tried to tackle. And, you know, as we've tried to unpack this a bit, we've thought about what is Disney? What makes something Disney? Like when you go to the Magic Kingdom, obviously, Disney is about going to Fantasyland and going on Dumbo or seeing Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse on Main Street. But when you go to the Polynesian Resort, you know, Disney is expressed a little bit differently. And the way that we bring Disney to life is through the great theming of the South Pacific applied to those hotel rooms. And we've got obviously characters or, or touches, but we celebrate the Polynesian as something just as Disney as Main Street USA. And so, you know, as we think about what is the Disney of Cotino, for us, it becomes about that placemaking. It becomes about taking a story and imbuing that story into the design of the space. So I'll give you a specific example. We said, you know, the aspiration here is a creative oasis. And we've been inspired by a design aesthetic that almost brings, imagine like a painting to life. And so as we thought about the clubhouse, we visited many clubhouses as we've been researching this product. And, you know, there's a lot of range of product out there. But for us, we said we have to do something special. We have to make something that feels like it's connected to our story. And so we said, instead of just a generic clubhouse storyline, let's make this clubhouse the best studio space that you could imagine, a creative studio. And so each of the spaces within the clubhouse, each of the different amenities, be it the restaurant, be it the pool, be it maybe some of the exercise rooms or the bar, all of them will take inspiration from different artistic disciplines. So you can imagine perhaps a restaurant that takes on the qualities of what makes a great architecture studio. Or you can imagine a bar that takes on qualities of what you might expect in a writer's room. Great storytelling, amazing font choices, even like perhaps a cross-functional media space could celebrate photography. And maybe in the design and in the finish, we play with contrast, we play with light and dark, we play with shapes of an aperture or things like that. So we're really trying to infuse that Disney storytelling of creative oasis into the specific spaces within each of our different amenities across the site. Hmm. Wow. Oh, no characters? Characters, characters, no characters, maybe characters. I think that one thing that we've been playing with is the idea of Disney touches or magic moments. And, you know, we're still working through exactly what that looks like or what that means. But, you know, just like when you go to a resort or when you are on a cruise ship, as I know you're, you're one to do often, <laughs> you know, there might be like when you're swimming underwater, sometimes you see some special hidden uh, Disney touches or a kiss goodnight is something we play with as a potential idea. So we're still kind of playing with that. We're early in on our concept. We were excited to announce it, but there's definitely still more work to do, as our teams will tell you. But I think we love this idea of what are those Disney touches or those magic moments that can bring that wink and nod of Disney, but not necessarily have you know Mickey Mouse show up on your doorstep of your new home in Rancho Mirage for a party every <laughs> afternoon. Awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're ever in need of a yellow gingerbread man number three from Walt Disney World, I know a friend. So you just let me know. <laughs> the other piece too I'll just mention is when we think about some of the things that also make up our Disney DNA. If you think about something like the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, you could certainly imagine a version of Food and Wine Festival type elements showing up in Rancho Mirage, where we do that as part of a, an ongoing programming series. Or, you know, the parks are so magical during the holiday time. Well, there's no doubt that our great operating team is thinking about how can we make the site feel magical during the holidays in a way that only Disney could do. So I think when we really think about what, what does Disney mean, there's of course IP and characters that we all love, but there's also, how do you feel when you're sitting you know, in a Disney park? What's that placemaking? What's that sense of character that just comes with 
really beautifully themed, well-appointed places that create an emotion inside of you. And I think that for us is just as Disney as some of our characters. Hmm. Well, kind of on that same train of thought, Disneyland is just two hours away by car and Cochino is likely full of massive Disney fans. Will there be a connective tissue at the top of our wish list is a nonstop monorail. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> that might exceed the budget. <laughs> uh, what I will say though, is that I think without a doubt through some of the programming, there's great opportunity in these things being linked or being near each other. And, and we know that this being our first community in Southern California feels like a great place for it. But I definitely think that there'll be opportunity to find ways to, to link events and some of the programming opportunities that we'll have in the future to the types of things that you might see at maybe one of our resorts in the world. Awesome. Okay. Well, you mentioned Crystal Lagoons earlier. I'm intrigued. Looking at other properties they've developed, they are just stunning. So will this have a Disney theme to it? The Crystal Lagoon technology is really quite unbelievable. And what's fun about this is that we're actually creating areas where you can get into the Crystal Lagoon and you could swim in that. We've also got hopes and dreams that people will be able to kayak and paddleboard and, and do water bikes and that kind of thing in the water itself as well. So the Disney of it all is activating it. It's bringing it to life. It's the access uh, and the placemaking that will give our residents and the public who, who want to come and spend some time with us the access to it. But we're really you know, you won't be able to look anywhere without seeing it. And when you put that lagoon up against just the beautiful mountains that are in the Coachella Valley, I mean, I was just out there recently on a site visit again, and it's breathtaking. I mean, the desert is a magical place unto itself. And I think when you add some Disney magic to that, we're getting exponentially magical and <laughs> it's special. How will homeowners be able to infuse Disney into their homes? Will there be models to select from? Is it sky's the limit? Could my house look like Sleeping Beauty Castle? <laughs> I didn't mean my house. I meant like someone's house. <laughs> anyway, what? So what we're excited about with respect to the homes is that we're partnering with some of the best home builders in Southern California to bring to life some really unique styles, floor plans, and aesthetics, architecture aesthetics to these homes. And as Imagineers, what we're excited about is we, we have the opportunity to partner with them to literally, you know, dream up these spaces and then have them bring them out of the ground. And what we're excited about is that just like the, the clubhouse I mentioned, just like the town center, the homes themselves were also bringing right back to our story. So when I mentioned some of those territories like the agrarian era or the mid-century era, or even the modern era of today, we're now working with the home builders to think about what's the architecture that would represent some of those different eras and not having just one format or one style that works across all the homes, but rather giving our residents or prospective residents a chance to tailor their home style to, to something that fits our story, but also fits their interests. And I will say that we're also playing with the idea of what are some of those Disney signature elements that we could bring to the homes themselves. And so whether that's a special room that Imagineers have helped dream up, or whether that's a, a space that you could repurpose to be something that you've always wanted to do. Perhaps, you know, Jeffrey, you've always wanted to be a, a master chef and you want to have the kitchen of your dreams. We're playing with the idea of, well, what can we bring to that from a Disney perspective? And how can we make that a little bit more magical? How can we make that a little bit more fun? And so there's a range of different sort of formats we're playing with that. We're just getting into it. So we'll be a lot more to come on that front. But we certainly think that we as Disney can help people you know, make their dreams come, come true. And, and, and so, you know, we're playing with how we manifest that in the home itself. You mentioned the plan is for the Oasis to be 24 acres. 
How much land does the entire Catino take up? So it's actually interesting because it's called Section 31 because and, and they break up the desert into sections that are one square mile. So our Catino site is one square mile right in the heart of Rancho Mirage. And what's so interesting about it is that it's really one of the few areas of that part of the valley that hasn't been developed. I mean, when you drive by it, uh, you know, there's development on all sides. This has been preserved for a long time and was waiting for the right opportunity and the right development. And so the stars have aligned to allow us to come and, and partner with some of our development partners to make this a reality. So that's amazing. Mm. Mm. Well, we heard there's going to be a specific section for those 55 and older, which Jeffrey is highly interested in, which is weird to me because Jeffrey's 27. So he's got <laughs> some time to spare. But what will be different about that area? You're right, Jerry. We have a section of our development that's targeted to 55 plus and then one that's age qualified for 55 plus. I think largely the storytelling of the community remains a whole. It's really about, you know, what's your preference in terms of the part of the development or the neighborhood that you want to be a part of. There is in our age qualified section, there's a small amenity that we're developing that's just for them, but there's parks, there's gardens, there's access all throughout. And we're also playing with this, uh, you know, again, going back to our core creative conceit of this being a creative oasis centered around you know, celebrating creativity. We're also playing with each of the pocket neighborhoods having a little bit of a color story theme with it. And so for our first two, we're playing with blues and purples and you'll see the color wheel fill out, but down to the street name, we're definitely infusing that throughout the way we think about the little pocket neighborhoods within the broader neighborhoods themselves. Hmm. Mention the neighborhoods and the streets and I'm wondering Similar to Golden Oak, where the neighborhoods all have little references to Disney that also are appropriate for where they are. Are you looking at doing something similar? We tie right back to the color story. So you'll see sort of a range of, um, we dug deep into the thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Blues and purples. But, but we loved it because it was like the idea of almost like looking down at a an artist's palette board, right? And looking at all kinds of colors across the color wheel or across the spectrum. And I also think in the town center that we're developing, we think of that as almost the explosion of all that color. You know, if you've been out to the Coachella Valley again, there's such um, great inspiration of those pops of color amid, you know, a very desert landscape. And we want to be able to celebrate that in our own way in the town center. So that almost becomes the amalgamation of all of that, that bright desert feel in one place. Is there a target date for completion of at least the first phase so that I can, you know, start packing my boxes? <laughs> we're excited because work will start on the site at some point in the next few months. And so this project is definitely real now <laughs> that we've announced. And, you know, for those of us who've been working on it for some time, it's, it's so exciting to see it announced and to see folks getting excited about it. And we're excited to get going and build our first story living by Disney community. All right, so maybe wait a few weeks before I start packing up my... Hold off on <laughs> Okay. I will okay. say, I'm sure that over the course of the year, maybe even at, at D23 Expo, Ooh. more to, uh, to share on the development out there. Yes, please. So Katino is going to be the first of these story living by Disney communities. Any hints of other locations by chance? We are so excited that Rancho Mirage is our home to the first, because as I mentioned, you know, having the connection to our company's heritage is really important. I can't say much yet about what's coming, but the hope is that we'll have more of these in the future. And again, I think what's really exciting about this is that the authenticity of the region is really what's fueling our creative spirit. And when you look across the United States, there's tons of great 
parts of the country that we could tell stories about and really take that local culture, that local topography, the local resources, and infuse that, even just take it further into our development. So we're excited for this one because all of our focus is trying to get this one out the ground for you, Jeffrey, so you can have a home. <laughs> but more to come. And trust me, you guys will be the first to hear about it when we're ready to, to share. All right, Michael, I feel like I've asked every question. I feel like Sherry's asked every question. Tony's asked. We feel like we've really wrung the sponge dry here, but is there anything else, <laughs> anything else that we need to know about Catino? I think what I hope that you and the listeners and, and, and hopefully the fans of Disney feel is the excitement that we as Imagineers and as our operating partners and our development partners have for this project. Really ambitious idea for us to come into a new community and, and develop it with great collaborators from the ground up. And it's not something we've ever done before quite like this. And it's an amazing challenge to try to figure out, you know, what are those Disney differences? How do we make it feel special? Because ultimately, you know, what we're asking people to do is live with us, live here. <laughs> so it's a great honor to get to work on something like this. And, and I believe that we'll really be able to deliver something special for those who come with us to Cotino. Well, Michael, it's been so nice talking to you and hearing all about this. I'm so sad we're at our very last question, which we ask every guest, what is your favorite Disney memory? Oh, wow. Oh, my favorite Disney memory. Favorite Disney memory. Oh, come on, Michael. You told me you've listened to this podcast. You had to know this was coming. I grew <laughs> up on the East Coast going to Disney World every couple of years with my family. But I remember the moment where it clicked for me, where I realized that it was just more than going to a theme park. It could be a career. <laughs> and it was when I was standing on Main Street with my 10 members of the extended family with printed itineraries of their five-day, four-night vacation with every hour <laughs> broken out. And I thought wow, like I could, I could maybe turn this into something one day. <laughs> so here I am some decades later getting to live that dream and, and to have the opportunity to do it with such world-class peers and, and leadership and partners is truly a dream come true. So that 10-year-old on Main Street would be mighty surprised to see where this Imagineer landed today, but it's certainly, uh, it's certainly near and dear to my heart. Well, Michael, thank you so, so much. And again, we want to make sure everyone knows that what we've discussed today is proposed. Things might change. And you can visit storylivingbydisney.com for updates and even more information. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to see you. Hope to see you again soon. Great to see you. Bye. See you in Rancho Mirage. <laughs> All right. I know, I know we were joking about me backing up, but I am very intrigued, but I, all right. So if you could design your house, not that this is going to be an option, but I'm just going to say, if you could design your house in the style of a Disney movie, what would the film be? Or it could be a TV show, I suppose, too. Oh, what a good question. This is really good. This is really good. I would say my grand Aladdin Jasmine-esque palace oh yeah Ooh, that's love a that with answer. lots of shiny things yep oh, yep yes i think i would love mine modeled after gusto's kitchen i know that's oh. just one room Specifically but i would like that too <laughs> i'd like every room to be a kitchen <laughs> okay that's a thing yeah i think that's it what, what about you jeffrey I, I, I am torn. Part of me wants the exterior to look like the Madrigal family home from Encanto. Oh, yeah. And then part of me wants the inside to be like the house for Meet the Robinsons. Oh, like, hey, wow. Just like suit, like we could do both. Like, you know, like <laughs> doors that open everywhere. I like, so that's what I'm into. 
Love that. Well, if you're listening, give us your designs, people. We want to to hear them. Super fun. Nice one, Jeffrey. And for everybody listening, thanks for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, don't forget that hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.